0: Välkommen till Bisnesstorg med Lette. Det här är er ju stället. vi snakker med de råaste damerna ute som står på för att uppnå målen sina i business. Och den här episoden är er sponsrad av redovisningsprogrammet Trippeltext Og det har jeg faktiskt slut lyst att snakke om nu för jeg jag har brugt brukt Triple Tex i två månader nu efter att jag starta en enmansföretag med. Jag har av, jeg har hört av flera grundrar som har intervuer som for exempel Levels och Sofia Brand som kommer ut snart. De brukar också det och digger det. Och det det känns bra. Men men är er ju fortsatt i startfasen och har varit inne och kocka ut regnskapet mitt i Text och om det är er loggförd riktigt. Och det är er det. Helt av sig själv. Jag har kört på regnskap, det har på bara kommit där själv efter att jag har lagt in så följer bilag och faktura så det funkar som det ska. Men det har er också blivit spurt av flera om vilket paket som är er lurt att välja för de har en basic pakke och en smart paket. smartpakken den gör gör det för exempel lättare att registrera utlägg Men om du vill se hur man är det med att utlägg så kan du checka ut den nyaste videon på Instagramen min Business en Den står i feeden med texten se hurdan här så kan du finna den. Men uansett, är Ambefall i alla fall TripleX för det är er bra både för små enskiltmansföretag som mig men också store, processstungare bedrifter med många forskjellige projekt. Så hvis du tänker att starta en egen bedrift, vill jag anbefala att starte tidligt med gott godt Og det kan du få via Text, som också har 14 dagars gratis prøveperiode. What's not to like? Men dokker, nu ska vi starta med dagens intervju och vi ska snakke med en expert in influencer markedsføring Vi skal lære om hendes rejse, eh, hvordan hun har kommet sådi to er dage, og hvordan vi kan bli gode på influencer marketing. Cheryl. Den er på engelsk, så her er det bare at spise ordan. Nyde.
1: And today we're speaking with the CEO and co-founder of Social Works, Nina Shini Andersen. And she, together with three partners, started in 2013 at the age of 23, what now is one of Denmark's most successful creative influencer marketing and PR agencies in Denmark. There are now 17 people in the team with beautiful offices in the middle of Copenhagen, where we now are so lucky to sit. And they serve clients like Audi, Dior, Armani, Nespresso, Hermé, Prada and Louis Vuitton, Wow. Nina is not only a power woman, she's a leader, speaker, motivator, and a great seller. She's actually a serial entrepreneur with two companies in her backpack, Scandinavian a Jeweler Group and premium, premium People Denmark. This makes her an expert, expert in building businesses and brands, which also made her deserve, uh, deserve a Forbes 30 and a 30 nomination and a seat at the Ethical Committee for Copenhagen Fashion Week to help increase the ethical standards of Nordic fashion. So today, Nina, I want Mm -hmm. to borrow your brain to learn more about how you build businesses and brands, how to think like a founder, and at least, um, and and, yeah, last but not least, I want to figure out how you've come so far. Welcome to the studio, Nina. Thank you, thank you so much. Yes, can we just take uh, take us all back? from the start who are you as a person and uh, tell us about your journey yeah
2: well i don't know how far back you want to go but uh, i was born with the 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 upbringing yeah Yeah. i was born and raised in uh, Aarhus, which is uh, the second biggest city of denmark so uh, globally a very very small town but in denmark of course the, the second biggest one My dad is from Denmark and my mom is from Singapore. So I've always had like, I think the world has always been bigger for me than maybe my fellow classmates. um, Because I would visit my grandparents in all the way to Singapore and my grandparents in Denmark as well. So I think I have had a very international upbringing and always knew how to speak English and how to to act uh, when traveling. And yes, then I went to school and...
0: In, I, and in
2: Yes, yes. Business school and I've always, I think I always knew, I, I saw in my book from back from school that people read that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I think if I've always acted like an entrepreneur, I've always seen the small business opportunities and things, but mm. I actually didn't, I never said I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was just, I found a nice dress and I was solid. Uh, online or if I would always know how to to build a business on things <laughs>
1: what did you say you found online and I, I found dress. a
2: nice dress and then I figured okay I will sell it on trend sales which is a, a platform here in Denmark and then I would continue selling the dress uh, and do a business I was only seven years old I think so I yeah. would create a business um, and always knew how to scale things and not just fool around I would say <laughs> but yeah uh, to do it as a as a business.
1: But why why do you think people um said you were supposed to become an entrepreneur? Was that because of your you had high goals or was it because that you always saw the business opportunities in things?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm sure it was the last thing or maybe I don't know, sometimes these things they go hand in hand, I would say, because I've always had high goals and ambitions, but I think definitely the business opportunity was was what I was really good at because I always, I could always spot, and I still can, <laughs> could always spot the small opportunities that, that were out there. So, you know, as, as I said before, from, from I think I was seven years old when I, I started doing my first business and when I was, I think, 17, when I was still studying, I had a full-time income on the side because I was, I had, A lot of side gigs (laughs) going on.
1: Wow! Tell us about. Can you tell us about all your side gigs? Like, what did you start?
2: Yeah. Um. I think the first. It's always the cultural differences. Of course, a bit different from Norway to Denmark, Mm -hmm. but. But we had a platform, a chat platform that we used when we were, I think, Mm twelve. And I I figured out how to do HTML codes, and none of my friends did, so I knew how to. To create those sites and make them even cooler than, than the regular people would do. So my friends would maybe pay me 20 krona for for pimping their page. Oh,
1: was it MSN or was it Topo No, it was or? a
2: Danish one. It was called Ato. Ato. Uh,
1: you, sh- you, you didn't have it. No.
2: But then I could use the HTML codes and I could make a really nice interface for them. And then they would pay their salary. Not even the salary, but their lunch money yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for that. And I just figured it was fun. It wasn't it wasn't like that and then when I was uh, later on when I was 17 when I went to school I I found a way of um, buying on Facebook there were these kind of silly Facebook pages that mm. had maybe 800,000 likes mm. there was a trend back then that would say I love cheese and then 800,000 people would like the page so I figured there are these kind of silly pages that no one is using and then I would write to the owner of the page and ask them can I buy your site and then that was before you had blog marketing and all that but you can kind of compare this to blog marketing so I bought these pages that had maybe yeah 800,000 likes and then you had a a reach of 800,000 because you had the whole reach back then yeah so I would do content on those pages and then I would share ads and then there are a lot of affiliate sites out there so you could share like with the new iphone and nothing uh, nothing uh, illegal or anything no 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 just ads advertising so yeah. share for for different companies and then of course make sure to add good content as well so that people they wouldn't be annoyed but they would still follow the page but then they would also engage with the ads
1: interesting so you've been into this kind of influencer marketing game yeah all the, the way yeah. since you were yeah. 17 16 70 years old yeah and you saw this opportunity that you know, when you have a high reach of a uh, big reach of people, mm. a community of people, you know, mm. you 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 can capitalize uh, on that. And that, mm. that that's what made you start your first company, where uh, the um where you led up to, which is now in a way, social work. Yeah,
2: in a way, actually, because it's all of course it's all connected. But but yeah, that's why I discovered my interest for marketing, definitely. So I started working at an advertising agency that actually worked with blog marketing. Blog marketing was very new back then. Mm -hmm. That's 12 years ago. So I started working with them and then they asked me one day, they said they were going to do a web shop that would be selling jewelry Mm -hmm. that was called Scandinavian Jewelry Company, Yes, Scandinavian Jewelry Group, actually. (laughs) Um, And they asked me if I wanted to be a part of that. It was their company, but they would give me some shares because they figured that I would be really good at at doing the marketing of it. Yeah. So I said, yes, I was 20 years old. I think almost 20 years old. How did you become so good at marketing? Um, It was just an interest. Of course, I also studied um, business. So I always took the subjects that were marketing focused and Mm -hmm. always very interested in reading about it online. And of course, practicing on my own. That's also how I learned. So I think that just combines the the way of understanding a target audience, communication and creatives and all that. But I think that pretty much sums up which things I'm pretty good at. Yeah. Yeah. So I became a partner in the Scandinavian Jewry Group. Yeah. And uh, I saw when we when we sent this jury to people who had a lot of followers online, that could be 2000 followers, 5000 followers. People didn't have like massive followings back then. Mm-hmm. But Instagram was very new mm-hmm. and you didn't know what an influencer was.
1: Well, what year was this?
2: That is 10 years ago, I would say.
1: Must have been 20 yeah, 20,
2: 2012? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Was when it just uh, just had started in yeah. Europe. Um, so, yeah, we sent this to, jury to people who had maybe 2,000 followers or 3,000 followers, and we could see the way they could connect with their audience and the way they could, or I could see at least, the way they could generate sales. I was thinking, okay, wow. If you can get these sales numbers from just sending a piece of jewelry because no one else did it, then I, th- I thought people should help the talents that have a lot of followers, and people should help the brands with getting uh, getting access to that.
1: Right. So that started, you know, the because many people mm. also get these messages on Instagram today with the companies giving them freebies. Mm. That doesn't really work that much right now, I don't think. Uh, but 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 imagine then it worked. yeah. Imagine
2: yeah. no one else did it. Yeah. Then it was pretty revolutionizing,
1: yeah. So, you kind of came up with this idea, or did you he- yeah. hear, hear it from someone? No, 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 I never heard about it. Yeah,
2: I, of course, saw that people had more and more followers and connected the dots, yeah. but it wasn't you, you couldn't look into the dictionary and see influencer, what is that? No, no, because it wasn't a thing.
1: And now, you can we can now, you now you can. influencers <laughs> is a big business now, and you that's can. what yeah. you're building, you know, social works mm-hmm. uh, upon. Up mm-hmm. Can you tell? About more about like how did social works start and where where are you today with with yeah. social works?
2: Yeah, well, it actually continues from where I left off. That's where I contacted uh, Matilda Güler. She had forty thousand followers back then, and I told her, "I think we should make a business out of uh, your following on social media." Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Are you sure you can? Can people do that?" <laughs> and I was I was like, I, "I'm sure you can." You can make a business from that because it's as many readers as some of the magazines have. So we started, uh, we agreed on working together and I pitched her for, for some brands. And and then a uh, nail polish company, they said, yes, we would like to do a post. And they paid 500 Kroner. And Matilda was like, whoa, that's amazing. And you can even get uh, nail polished. And so, yeah, so it grew from there. And of course, the rest is history now. She has 1.2 million followers. Mm. But but of course, growing together we had to really think about, you know, the business changed so much from when we started to what it is today. Mm-hmm. But always keep keep building the brand better, doing the right sponsors and growing, so going from forty thousand to yeah, one point two million
1: now. Wow, well, well how how did that you know, how has she grown so fast? Or mm. maybe not so fast, but you know, she's huge now mm. from from back then. How how do you build kind of an influencer or it's not an influencer it's a brand you know she's yeah, a brand yeah, kind yeah. of how how do you build that
2: up mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the secrets is to of course finding the right brand partners you should never do it just for the money um, because that will, that will you won't have any trust left if you do it like that so you really have to think about when you do a partnership you have to add value to the brand and you have to add value to the influencer
1: mm-hmm.
2: so how can we Work with brands where we tell the story of her. Of course, building the storytelling of her and making sure that people always know when that's a campaign, they can see why it's a part of her storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it needs to be aligned with mm. what they're standing for. Yes. If she's would be, uh, you know, she's more into fashion, beauty. Mm. Then there's like fashion, beauty brands, and if you have mm. uh, soccer players, there would be like uh, soccer, uh, gay. Yeah, or even
2: yeah, and of course also if you if you work with fashion brands, you need to to tell it in the right way. We have Freya um, Kirk, one of our profiles, that really she's really really strong within LGBT, mm-hmm. and and the way she works with Salando it's it's also about gender neutral clothing and and of course her values. So it's not just fashion, but mm-hmm. also telling her about her values and her way of seeing fashion,
1: mm-hmm. because that's
2: also part of her storytelling, because she. Always wear wears gender neutral clothes, and mm. she believes there should be these options for people nowadays. So mm. that's a way of of telling that, I'm right? That.
1: It's about finding the the right uh, profile. Yeah.
2: So it's not just fashion or yeah. beauty anymore.
1: Yeah. And about uh, talking about this influencer marketing, it's quite interesting because uh, mm. I read an article that before you started with this. Um, there were no one really believing in this type of marketing where mm. you can use other people to promote a brand. And mm. um, no one were believing in you and you were like, yeah, I'm going to start a business on this. I'm going to do this. Mm. What how, how was that like when no one believed in your idea and um, mm. when you stand strong.
2: Yeah. In your I own- think I didn't know that back then, but I know that now is that the one person that will believe the most in your business. Is yourself
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it
2: should be because you're the one who has to wake up in the morning and, and do it yeah so i always say it's like being in love if you if if you're in love with someone or in love with the idea of building a company you will think about it all the time and when you wake up in the morning it's the first thought i need to do this and if you can't if you can't if you have to think about it all the time you need to do it because you cannot wake up every morning and and don't do it i don't think that's possible so So if you have an idea and you wake up every morning and think, I should do this, then you should do it, no matter what people say.
1: I I so agree. And I love that you're saying this because our listeners or my listeners to this podcast is normally people who uh, are interested in in entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. maybe have an idea, but doesn't dare to do the first step because Mm -hmm. people are saying you should just go for it. If you're thinking about it, just go for it. But Mm -hmm. it's easier said uh, than done. Mm-hmm. Um how how would you like advise someone if, if they if they you know they sit with an idea mm-hmm. uh, but they can't you know really get started why how how should you get started
2: you know yeah it's a really good question yeah i think the number one thing that an entrepreneur does is following their gut feeling so you have to because you will expand your business will grow you you will always have to do things that are outside of your capabilities in a way. Mm-hmm. So you have to have really strong gut feelings and you have to be really good at listening to your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, is the first thing. If if you don't listen to your gut feeling that you should do it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: then it will be hard for you to, to even become an entrepreneur because you will make up so many excuses for for not doing all the things you're going you're gonna to need to do um, mm-hmm. to, to grow your business. Yeah. So having a strong gut feeling is is, I think, is number one as an entrepreneur.
1: Yes, definitely. And you did that all the way from uh, from the start. Yeah. How how has it been, like, the journey from, like, now people can see you from the outside and be like, wow, she has 10,000 followers on Instagram, and wow, she has this mm-hmm. agency with a lot of followers, and she has all these influencers uh, backing her up, you know, backing mm-hmm. her idea and her management. Mm-hmm. Um, how How... How's it been from, you know, being nothing to mm. being something, you know? Mm. Can you can you feel something different in your own body?
2: With yeah, like now definitely. you feel
1: like you've definitely. earned your success? Yeah,
2: definitely. I would say people are always, at least in Denmark, people are always very supportive or in the Nordics. I'm very supportive of entrepreneurs, I think, in, in some countries or maybe before where it wasn't as glamorized to be an entrepreneur, I think. It was a bit more tough to say i want to have my own business people will be yeah dream on yeah but i think in the nordics it's like people always like good for you you know but that is one thing saying good for you but when people really start asking how did you do it and Mm -hmm. they start to get really interested you can feel that change Mm -hmm. uh, that happens eventually and people will really ask how how did you do it and really want to learn how to do it also yeah and i think that changed I don't know, maybe three years ago or something, when when people could really see our physical, uh, our offices and when the team was growing. And like you said, more and more influencers were backing us up and Mm -hmm. and all that. I think that's Mm -hmm. where people started really listening to how. So how did you do it?
1: Yeah, that's right. Because people don't want to listen to you unless you've kind of earned Mm -hmm. your place Mm -hmm. And that's, that could be quite hard as well. And be standing in, you know, be standing in the rough times when you Mm. know that you are believing in yourself, you know that you will reach your goals Mm. at some point, but maybe not now. So Mm. you just need to stick through and Mm. hold it. Have you, have you been working a lot? Like, are you working twenty four seven seven, or are you having like a balance in your life? How do you do that?
2: I really believe in having a strong balance in your life because Mm. I don't really know how I do it. Uh, my boyfriend has always been very amazed of how I can, like, some people lie in bed in the night and just keep thinking about problems. And I always mm-hmm. tell myself, I need to get some sleep because then I can fix it in the morning. Yeah. And then I can just park it. Yeah. I don't know how because I think maybe because sleep is so important for me. And I can really, I don't work if I don't get my sleep. No. So I can really, yeah, of course, say, tell myself, I'll get to work tomorrow. I will fix it tomorrow yeah and then usually you'll always fix it tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after or the day after that <laughs> but <laughs> but it doesn't help to to land bed and keep thinking about it maybe sometimes you get a good solution of mm-hmm. things but don't stress yourself you need to have your rest it's mm-hmm. so important
1: it's always also rest is of course really important because mm. unless your, your brain is not working it's no. the same for me i i know i know what you're talking about and mm. um, but there's also ups and downs mm, by being yeah, an entrepreneur. Definitely. You have good periods. You have bad periods. At least I have as mm. well. How, that's life. Yeah, yeah. that's life. How, how do you go through that? And how are you feeling now? Are you having a good period, bad period? How, how are you feeling now?
2: Mm. Um, I, I would say in a way I have a really good period because we're really busy. And yeah. We have a lot of clients. But yeah. I wouldn't call it a bad period. But of course, when you're very busy and you have a lot of clients, there will always also be more problems. Yeah. <laughs> so... So it's always, you know, it's always ups and downs, like yeah. you say. So you have good things and you have bad things, but hopefully the good things will be more than the bad things. Absolutely. eventually it should be, it should outweigh each yeah. other.
1: So when you, when you have some bad things, you know that there will be some good things.
2: Uh, coming. Yeah. 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 And also you have, of course, if you have some bad things, you need to know that there's a solution. Mm. We will get to this. We just need to fix this and then, mm. then it will be solved.
1: Do you set yourself goals do you have
2: like goals
1: in your notebook or anywhere or in your head or wherever you write them mm, yeah. down do you have like next
2: year i want to reach this goal and do you do that or i have like for decades okay. <laughs> a goal for each decade oh, wow um, like when when i was from uh, 10 of course but until 20 years old i really wanted to to learn learn how to work learn how to do things so i would just get the right job, get to work the right place, just Mm. get to learn from other people. Mm. And then I said from my 20s to 30s, I wanted to build a network Mm -hmm. because your network is really important. It will get you to a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So that was for me, like from 20 to 30s, I wanted to build a strong network.
1: How old are you now? 30. 30, have you built your network?
2: I would say, (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Great, what's the next decade? Yeah, well the next decade is actually making money. <laughs> I'm not I'm not just money focused, but uh, not at all actually. It sounds weird because as when I said before I was very business yeah. focused, yeah. but yeah. but for me it's like that is the result of what you do. So for me it's important in my 30s to to really show that what we have built and what we have done is is worth something and has created results. Mm-hmm. So it's not my goal is definitely not to be rich. That is not what it is but i want to show the fruit of of everything we have been building
1: right showing the fruit of uh you know taking part taking ownership in this world mm. and that's why we're having this podcast and that's why i talk with these ladies because mm. i think that my passion is that i we need more women that take ownership in this world and are mm. taking part of building the world that we live in because mm. up until now there's been of course many great women building the world but mm more men so we need more women so we can get you know adjusting that Mm. but you're you're working in the kind of influencer marketing marketing is also in the line of pr Mm. world right and i've heard i don't know if other people have heard but i've heard that you know this industry or the pr Mm. industry is really superficial and mm-hmm. there is a lot of events there's a lot of makeup beauty nice dresses mm. and maybe a lot of women as well and a lot mm. of drama are, are these rumors correct or how how is the PR world to work in
2: mm, I think PR is so many different things it also depends on the culture of mm. your company mm-hmm. and what kind of culture you you bring to the table <clears throat> I had an internship at a PR company because I always figured I wanted to work with PR but that is actually where I discovered the superficial things like people would be hi sweetie and then when they walk out the door they'll be just talking bad about each other yeah so I was I was actually kind of sad during my internship because I was like I've mm-hmm. wanted to be in PR my whole life mm-hmm. but I I don't really connect with this I don't I'm not really a superficial person myself it sounds weird to say so then you said but- fuck that
1: I'm gonna make my own but kind, kind of, of.
2: Yeah, yeah kind of but I was actually kind of sad because I was like okay I'm not gonna be in PR forget about it and um, but that's how I discovered my own way of doing it and mm-hmm. and this kind of PR that we are in it's and I've heard it so many th- times that people think it's very superficial but it's hardcore business you know mm-hmm. so we need to make we need to reach certain numbers we need to be really good at data. We need to prove everything that we do because opposite of other kinds of maybe PR where it's more opinion-based, mm-hmm. ours is super measurable. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. the clients we are talking to are also not necessarily superficial at all. No. They're like very number-focused. Yeah. So so I wouldn't say it's superficial, of course. as Some of it is very glamorized with the fashion week and fashion shows and all that. That's also part of the game, yeah. but it's not... It's not only only that. That's just two percent of what we do.
1: It's a small part of it.
2: Kind yeah, of. that is what you really see. Yeah, the end result, the icing on the cake. But it's not not what you just saw. Our missing room back there. We have we have all of it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. She <laughs> just gave me a tour at this beautiful offices right next to, in the middle of Copenhagen, in Strueragestrel, where mm-hmm. man can, you know the the shopping street. So they're really central beautiful offices you come in and everything looks really nice on the Mm -hmm. facade you know and then you come in and then she takes me into the back room where (laughs) it's a lot of mess and then you're like okay yeah I see it you can't have the beautiful facade all the time Mm -hmm. you also have the part of yourself where you're waking up Sunday morning without makeup and you Mm -hmm. just have a cup of coffee and you are the mess messy yourself and that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of it as well and if you're, you're aware of it and you're talking about it you're creating a good culture, so how, how is the culture in social works? How have you built your culture
2: mm-hmm. uh, here? Um, for us, we're always looking for drive and integrity.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's
2: in the influences that we work with and the people we hire. So if you have drive and integrity, then you would be, probably be a good fit for our team. Um, because integrity without drive and drive without integrity are two really bad things I believe uh, yeah. but the combination of those two makes up a really usually a very talented person
1: wow that's that's uh, two great words what, what do you put in drive you know that you are ambitious or mm-hmm. like how how is a driven person for
2: you? yeah it's a it's a bit of a tough word and I think it can can be different from person to person and also how you do it and who you are but I think it's someone that is goal oriented in a way without saying, This is my goal, this is some like that, not all are like that. Mm-hmm. They maybe have some ambitions for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um that that drives them towards, you know, that's kind of the word, it drives them towards something. Yeah. So they are driven, they see future state and they are future focused and
1: and I really want to liked, change things. I really like your drive because you're not when you talked about your goals, that you have the head-wise, you know, mm. it's really, it's kind of fluffy, but it's also specific, you know, you say you want to build mm. network from 20 to 30, and then mm. there can be, you can build network in so many forms. Mm. It can be attending yeah. to events, it can be social media, it can be a lot mm. of stuff. So, so it's not, you know, I want to earn 1 million by 30, you mm. know? Mm. So that's really, yeah, different ways of being driven. Mm. Nice. How, how do you earn money, really? How do you earn money here in <laughs> Um.
2: Do you mean our business model? Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we um, we represent brands. That's one way of working. So we uh, we build all of their strategy uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to influencer marketing and social media. So everything they do online, that could be content, events, you know, everything. <laughs> and then we represent influencers. So we, uh, we are their agents and whenever a brand wants to work with them they will reach out to us and then we will negotiate the deals or we will contact brands directly on behalf of a talent mm-hmm.
1: and then you take a cut yeah
2: then we are commission based
1: commission mm-hmm. based based on the sales that the that the campaign generate or just based on you know creating the deal
2: they have a, f- a fixed fee for for different things so if they're doing a photo shoot it has a fee if they're doing a post it has a fee mm. that is of course based on their performance in general mm. so that's a fixed fee and then we have a cut off of that so we are negotiating a package deal and then we have a split with the, with the sound
1: ah okay yeah so it's it's as you say it's hardcore business mm. and it's mostly like that in every Every business that you find, how did you need to raise any capital at the beginning of? Uh, not yet. Uh,
2: we are raising now. Yeah. We're wow. About to at least be raising, um, but we're not. We haven't been raising yet. Okay. So it's all organic growth.
1: Have you thought about crowdfunding?
2: I think we're a bit past that, yeah. um, because it's usually based on your revenue, and our revenue is is usually bigger than that.
1: How how much is your revenue? Can I ask?
2: it's about 30 million uh, wow this year <laughs>
1: let's give it a let's give it a clap for that one that's mm-hmm. really great you're you're also a leader you know you're leading your company with mm-hmm. three partners right mm-hmm. yeah. and um how how do you how do you lead how do you lead your company how who, who are you as a leader mm-hmm.
2: well um i'm of course the ceo so i have um leaders under under me are you say it in English? yeah 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 uh, they're also they also have it each have a team so i have three um leaders that have are responsible for different teams mm-hmm. so it has changed a lot because before you would be leading the whole company in a way and everyone but now you have to lead true people yeah uh, so that is that is where culture is really important and you really have to hire the right people so it's it's kind of different because uh, the leaders, when you're leading the leaders, yeah, <laughs> you yes. have to be kind of very result-focused, mm-hmm. I think, uh, both on their behalf and the team's behalf. Mm-hmm. So you have to think it all the way through, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how how is this person going to lead that person? And yeah. also be conscious of this leader is, has this personality, this has this personality and this personality. So you have to be really aware of how the different personalities will lead as well. Yeah. So you're leading through other people.
1: You're leading through other people. And mm. and that's, is it easier to lead through other people or is it more, it seems like it's more complicated after what you've said. It now.
2: depends how good the leader is, yeah. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um. It, it it all depends. Sometimes it's easier because you you have a very professional person and then you can say the hard things, uh, the complicated things, and then yeah. they will have to go out and... You know, they really have to be cautious of how they say it and motivate. And you can be very direct mm-hmm. to the leader and say, We need to fix this. I see this problem. And then they will go down to that person who's who it who involves. Mm-hmm. In that way, it's much easier because mm-hmm. you don't have to uh, wrap it up like that. You can just be very direct and say, We have this problem.
1: Yeah. Are you are you direct? Are you a direct person?
2: I would say, I think my employees would say, but I'm also very, I think I'm very expressive of when it's going good and when it's going bad Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: so people almost always know when i think it's going good or when it's going bad so i think that's important and they should know this works this doesn't work and of Mm -hmm. course if you say something doesn't work you really have to be very supportive Mm -hmm. and you have to say but i will help you we need to do this we will get to this by doing so and so and so you cannot just say this is going bad see you
1: yeah yeah that's right you use you you point out that something needs to be fixed and then yeah. you help them fixing it so that's mm.
2: um
1: that's also a good one
2: yeah so we always have we always have things that need to be fixed that is like our we have one-on-ones every week and yeah. then we talk about okay what can be improved what yeah. is going really well so it's not like a taboo in the same way it's no. just like we always need to have goals and things we can work on that mm. could be knowledge on a subject that could be mm. The way we lead the team or something, but we always need to be in motion and always need to have things that that we need to improve.
1: Yeah, there will always be stuff to improve. Even though you're in your private life, you can do you know personal development, and mm. you can also do in your in your company. Yeah. Do you have anything like you know rituals or thing to make you you know have a great start in the morning, or mm-hmm. uh, do you meditate or do you and do you do anything? extraordinary or special for for making yourself be present or, or yeah do you yeah. have any
2: tips for us um, there yeah i think <laughs> i'm an introvert so for me my me time is really important yeah, and yeah. it's a really funny thing but <laughs> what i loved in the, the most in the morning is to to ride on my scooter <laughs> i have a an, a, an electric scooter okay, okay, yeah. and it's so silly but it just makes me so happy to like listen to music or podcast and then just mm. drive as fast as allowed of course but drive fast <laughs> and just have sunshine and good weather but it's funny because my boyfriend he's he's very extroverted and his <laughs> ritual is that he loves to talk in the morning so he likes to drive me to work and have a good talk and mine is to just listen to music and be quiet so okay. so we're trying to find a, a level where he he can send me to work sometimes and other times i get my to listen to my podcast okay so
1: you you do a trade-off you're like yeah. okay i can listen to you now but tomorrow i can't yeah, so
2: he's like can i can i drive you to work would you do that for me <laughs> so it's totally opposite but wow but yeah, that's yeah i can like notice that.
1: i think that's really interesting with you it's it's really good that you're saying that you are an introvert. you are kind of aware of who you are and mm-hmm. uh, you you know yourself i can notice that i'm a really extroverted person mm-hmm. i'm really mm-hmm. like Whoa, a lot of energy, but I can notice that when I meet introverted people, I can notice that it can be much, you know, that in a meeting with an extroverted person, Mm. you can be like, okay, um, this person is not as, as same, you know, on the same level as you, Mm. even though Mm. you're having a brain and you're having thoughts in your head, but the way you're acting outside is, is something different. Mm. So, Mm. so it's really good if you're aware, are you also aware of your employees? Yeah, How yeah, are yeah. they a extroverted? Lot, a lot, introvert. a lot. Yeah. How do you figure that out?
2: Well, first off, we always do personality testing from from the first, the second interview. Um, so that's the first step where we where we see are we dealing with an extrovert or introverted person. And I think there, are, it's for me, it's not like it's bad to be an introvert or bad to be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. It's just like I said, leaders are leading in different ways, and employees are working different ways. So it's always about. Knowing what kind of person is this and what are their way of communicating and what are the, their traits and what are they really good at and how do we support them and, and uh, take care of them. Because introverts can be really good at, at seeing things and analyzing and, mm-hmm. and sensing the room in a different way than extroverts can, where extroverts can be really good at expressing and telling, at, at pitching and all that. So you need to have it all in your team. You cannot just have one type of person.
1: My, I agree, I agree.
2: You need to have a lot of different people yeah, to, yeah. to make the perfect... As long as they have drive and integrity, they can be anything right. else. <laughs>
1: that's right, that's social works. Mm. Drive and integrity. Yes. Um, if we go back
2: to when, now you're
1: 30, mm-hmm. think about when you were 20 years old. Mm-hmm. What, with all the knowledge that you have now, mm-hmm. what would you have told yourself back then to give yourself uh, an advice? what would you yeah. tell 20 years old in Nina
2: of course there are things where back then I didn't really I didn't appreciate my introvertedness talking about what, we're, what we just talked about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that in that way I would be like why can't you be like that why can't you just go up and entertain and be like extroverted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think now that I have realized because I work so much with people the influences, the clients, the employees, they're all around, of course. So now I'm very, very conscious of the different personalities and how they work. So now I'm more appreciative of who I am and the way I am, because that makes me being, I'm so good at sensing everybody else in the room and always knowing if two people are talking, I'm really good at seeing, okay, I can see something in their eyes, something is wrong and Mm-hmm. When I talk to my employees, they're always like, oh, you see right through me. Yeah. And I think that's just something I, I got from childhood because I was maybe more quiet, but I was really good at sensing people. Yeah, can you sense me? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. How, like, who who am I? Are you can you read me? Like, I know I'm extroverted, but can you see something more? I'm just
2: No, I think what I'm really good at is just the uh, emotional state of people yeah. if they're happy or not happy even though you can be extroverted even if you're an extrovert you can be even more entertaining yeah. and then maybe something is wrong because you're like overcompensating for something else uh-huh. so of course if I know someone I'm better at telling that something is different but but yeah
1: yeah it's- you're getting to know me now so you you can send me now, that's great <laughs> that's a great um, trait to have mm-hmm. to to really sense because extroverted people mm. can maybe not be so focused on, on that. So that's why mm. we also need different persons. Yeah. Me, that's too? also
2: maybe why it's funny that it's called introverted and extroverted yeah. because we are very externally focused yeah. where extro- extroverted people are maybe more internally. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's um, right. You know, in a way. even though, in a way. Yeah. even though also they're expressing, other yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Um, mm. so let's uh now now we have two questions more and mm-hmm. um, i want to ask you if we have some listeners here mm-hmm. that really want to start their own pr agency or mm-hmm. something similar to social works maybe people want to become an influencer or mm-hmm. uh, work with influencers what, what what would your advice be there
2: um, I think it would be very different things if you want to be an influencer you want to work with influencer marketing of course but but it's always you need to be good at your your the subject you're working with and if you want to I was lucky that I started 10 years ago when the expectations of influencer marketing wasn't weren't that big uh, now it's a very professional game so you need of course to be ahead of that game. So I would say listen to podcasts watch webinars read everything online so you really know everything about algorithms content and all that so you know the tips and tricks on how to how to improve and then from there you need to find your niche and start building some great content what what's the best
1: algorithm now what's like the trend on Instagram or TikTok or what where what what's
2: new right now it depends you know also on what kind of um, influencer you want to become so TikTok is really good for some kind of content. Instagram is really good for other kinds of content. So it also depends if you're very aesthetic. I would say Instagram is still a really good platform because you can express your your more artsy side where TikTok is maybe really good if you're, if you're more less aesthetic and more talking and doing fast clips and want to to drive engagement in another way, then it's, then TikTok is amazing for that.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I can see TikTok is also growing. It's the platform uh, to be on. Yeah. I'm also on TikTok and posting these videos. I'm both on Instagram and TikTok. So mm. I'm just exploring those uh, channels. It's really funny to see how some Reels or some TikToks can get really many views. Yeah. And then you have someone that doesn't get uh, many views, you know, mm. you never know. So just mm. keep on growing and keep on, you know, making content, mm. make good content. Right yeah that's the key that's the key last question Mm -hmm. this is a um, question that i normally ask a lot of my guests Mm -hmm. in this podcast and it's so interesting because it can you know give a lot of different answers um, Mm and depending on the people that we're asking here it comes Mm -hmm. if you got five million kroners Mm -hmm. danish kroners Mm -hmm. right now what would you do with them
2: yeah, that's pretty easy. It's my goal from forty to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely invest in startups. Uh, that is my ultimate goal before I retire. It's to is to become an investor. So I would uh, pass on the knowledge I have uh, I have received and and help other people create their own businesses because I know it's it's one of the most amazing things to do.
1: Absolutely amazing. If you don't have, do you have anything to add as a last note before we close off this really nice conversation?
2: No, only believe in yourself and get out there. I think that's, you can only learn if you do it. The hard
1: way or just Just do do it. it.
2: Just do it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Nina. Thank Thank you for joining. We'll see each other next time.
0: Bye.